0: It is Halloween right now as we're recording this. Um, I am hoping that this episode will go up today. Today, whoa! That's a quick turnaround, though. Turn titter,
1: so. around. Special spooky episode. <laughs> yes,
0: we're talking about spooky things. So, listener discretion is advised. That's right. We're if, gonna... if you
1: are of a, a weak constitution and can't handle yeah. us talking about the supernatural in the Catholic world, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about whether or not
0: Catholics believe in ghosts. We're going to talk about exorcism. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the Parisian catacombs. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to end on a light note with um, <laughs> why Catholics actually can celebrate Halloween. Actually,
1: can <laughs> like, like it had to be proven. We weren't sure until recently, but
0: so yeah, I think I'm gonna start it off Thank with start it off, please. Yeah, do Catholics believe in ghosts? And a lot of my information for this came from Father Mike Schmitz did a video uh, called. Uh, I Ain't Afraid of No Ghosts, I think, um, and it's on uh, his YouTube channel. Go check it out. It's really it's a really good short video, and I also used some websites like um, uh, uscatholic.org um, to find this information, and basically... There is no formal church teaching about ghosts <gasps> at all. What? Yeah.
1: Place on of the gasp. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh. But according to Father Mark Schmitz. Uh-huh. Who is right. <laughs> he is correct <laughs> on this. Um, the idea of ghosts actually does fit within Catholic theology because we... In what way? Well, we believe in the eternal soul, right? Right. See. Yeah, so nothing about, like, the existence of ghosts directly contradicts mm-hmm. what we believe about the human soul. Um,
1: but then why would they be stuck here?
0: I'm, go- I'm glad you asked that, <laughs> <Yeah. line. laughs> I'm going to answer that. Um, so, oh yeah, he also says that there's actually a Bible verse addressing ghosts. It's, uh, in 1 Samuel, Saul conjures up the ghost of Sam, of Samuel, and basically he shouldn't have done this because it is against, it is a sin to try to connect with the dead, like perform a seance, use a Ouija board, uh... Summon demons—all those things <laughs> are directly against Catholic teaching, and right. you should not to try do and
1: it. control it. Yeah. yeah,
0: because all of um, everything should, everything of the supernatural should be left up to God, um, and you shouldn't be trying to bring spirits back from back to earth when they don't really belong on earth. Um, that's a sin, <laughs> anyway. Um, <Cool. laughs> so why would God allow ghosts to? Like linger here. Why would he allow their spirits to be kind of stuck here? Um, And basically, souls can manifest in our world even though they're not actually here. Um, And you know, we we believe in the the presence of miracles. You know, for uh, for sainthood, and we believe in you know the appearances of you know Mary to people. Mm -hmm. We believe in so. These things, you know, souls can manifest in right. our world. People mm-hmm. can see souls that have departed. I get you. The difference between, you know, uh, a ghost and a, like, apparition from heaven, and also the difference between a ghost and a demon, which Catholics do actually believe in. That's in the catechism. We believe in, like, demonic things. Um And so basically the difference between ghosts and um, these kinds of presences in the world is that there are a lot of theories about what, well, not a lot, but the prevailing theory about what ghosts are, are souls in purgatory. And so Father Mike Schmitz theorizes that um, ghosts are the church suffering appearing to the church militants so that we can pray for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he makes it clear that he doesn't think that these apparitions are trying to scare us or really contact us. They're just like, they're in purgatory and they need, they're in need of prayer so that they can move on to the next level. And he tells this really cool story about, so there was this convent And the mother superior of the convent contacted his friend who was an archbishop and said, okay, so every morning when we go into this one room, which is locked all night, all of our stuff is just thrown around everywhere and the room's a mess. And um, it's just, I think it might've been the chapel actually, but um, it's all a mess. Everything's on the ground. And um, they kind of eliminated all of the physical explanations for like the mother superior was the only person who had the key to the room and um so he said okay what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna call my friend who's over at this monastery and he's gonna celebrate mass for you guys in this chapel that you think is haunted and um the next call he got was from this guy at the monastery and he was like i don't want to go back there um because during the mass i was celebrating when we got to the line in the our father as we forgive those who trespass against us all the candles in the room just went out all at once suddenly yeah (laughs) and um so he was like i don't want to go back that place is haunted i'm out (laughs) and um, he, the archbishop was like, well, you need to go celebrate mass again, basically. Yeah. Or like, I'm going to send someone who like yeah. has more guts than you to, it <laughs> to yeah. And, um, then he called the mother superior and was like, how long has this problem been going on? And apparently there was a nun who had been in the convent for 85 years and they were able to track the activity back from like the 1800s, basically. Um, for, like, how long it had been going on, the Archbishop was like, okay, well, like, why are you just calling me about this now? And they said, well, the activity's kind of ramped up. Um,
1: More than usual.
0: More than usual. And... um, (laughs) The
1: usual paranormal.
0: She was like, like, we are about to, you know, demolish this wing that is haunted because we're going to, you know, uh, do renovations and build (laughs) something new there. And he was like, okay, so my theory is that this um, spirit is a soul in purgatory who is in need of prayers, and um, Mm. you guys clearly have not, you know, been praying for this particular soul. Mm, Called out. Yeah. (laughs) If this soul has been around for, you know, since the 1800s, you guys have not been praying for it. Lord, free
1: us from this soul. (laughs)
0: So they celebrated mass again. And when they got to the line in the, they said the mass for this spirit. And when they got to the end of the, our father to the amen, all the candles went out again. And then the activity stopped. No. And so they basically think that this was the the soul's way of like saying, all right, I'm at peace now. Uh, you guys have prayed for me. They said that the soul obviously, cause they had gotten to the line in the, our father about forgiveness. They said the soul was obviously holding on to something that they couldn't forgive. Oh my God. Yeah. And so once they prayed for the soul to, um, be able to forgive that soul was able to be at peace and go to heaven and be with God and um, of course that's all just like theory there's no way really to know yeah. but it's super spooky and spooky. yeah it's such a good story and like I said that's not my story that's father mm-hmm. Mike a story but so I was doing some more digging And I found on, um, this is uscatholic.org, there's an article by, let's see who it's by, Uh, Paranormal Activity, Do Catholics Believe in Ghosts? And the subtitle is Catholics Believe in Life After Death, but things get complicated when those departed spirits start creeping across your living room. And this article is by Tim Townsend. And it kind of follows the story of one Catholic family who's being haunted, um, and then they are having trouble with, thinking that their house is haunted because they're both like we're cradle Catholics I don't know if we believe in ghosts you know but like this super weird Mm -hmm. stuff is happening and um, we like they like apparently saw a woman walking across their living room several times you know uh, it's like stuff that like cannot really be explained Mm -hmm. and um, so a lot they talk to sort of experts on Catholic theology and philosophy about this and a lot of Um, The information in this article comes from Dr. Peter Kreeft, who's a philosophy Mm -hmm. professor at uh, Boston College. Mm -hmm. And he theorizes that there are three types of ghosts. Sad and wispy ghosts, which kind of just barely made it to purgatory. They're suffering. They need our prayers. That's the kind of ghost, like, um, in the last story. And then there are malicious and deceptive um, ghosts, which I think Catholics would classify as demons and not ghosts at that point uh these are like things from hell and then there are bright happy spirits of dead family and friends and uh basically he says these kinds of spirits come at god's will not of their own to bring messages to the people messages of hope and love to people on earth the sort of conclusion from um peter kreeft is um that the existence of ghosts is Extremely likely. Um, they talk a little bit about how maybe the majority of ghost sightings are either hallucinations or something in the environment going on. People are going through, you know, trauma after losing a loved one. There could be, you know, like hallucinogens in your environment. A lot of ghost appearances can actually be explained away, but that doesn't mean that we can write off their existence entirely. Mm-hmm. Because, as you know, there are some, like, appearances that can't be explained away by any of those things. And the article ends with this really great quote that I love. Uh, It says, it's not something in the nature of belief that convinces people they've seen a ghost, Kreef says. After all, they see it. Do you have to believe something to see an ostrich, he asks? But ostriches are much harder to believe in than ghosts. And that's... (laughs) a claim. (laughs) That's a a big claim. claim, yeah. Well, if you think about it, like, there's a giant bird who can run super fast and can't fly and has super long legs. That's, like, a really bizarre...
1: If you've never heard of it before. If you've never heard
0: of it before. Just, like, you know. But, like, I would say if you were explaining to someone who didn't know anything about ostriches and didn't know anything about ghosts, they would be more likely to believe in ghosts. Mm. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But
2: everyone heard... That Kellyanne, when she was here when we were gone at the conversation right. she, she was watching the church on her own. She was, yeah, she was at Newman Church by herself, and she claims that the church is haunted. Yeah, which I think is really comforting, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I've been in there by myself other a few times. Devotees yeah. it's kind of fun. Yeah, um, to think that you're not alone.
0: Yeah, especially in I don't know the presence of the church where you're. Pretty sure it's not a, anything demonic, yeah. and maybe it's, you know,
1: at the, at John worst, Henry Newman. worst, the wispy, though. At, at the worst, the we souls in the purgatory who are
0: just asking <laughs> us to pray for them, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but also the
2: tabernacle and Eucharist is right there,
0: so it's yeah. just like, yeah. say Jesus, and then they'll go away. I don't know. Like, <laughs> they're really scary. Well, if it, like, that's, someone told me that if you, um... Ever feel like a demonic presence? You say Jesus in the yeah de- de- or, or like Hail, Hail Mary. Mary, yeah, or Hail Mary. Satan hates Mary so much. So <laughs> <is that all laughs> <the same? laughs> On my walks
1: home, that's why you pray so many rosaries. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly really, pray. Really, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then I was gonna say yeah, and Kelly ann was theorizing that it was um, John Henry Newman, and obviously that would be the third type of ghost, the sort of happy. Yeah. Spirit in heaven sent by God to comfort people on earth, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what cool. I've got, yeah. So the
2: answer is yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Possibly.
0: Yes, possibly. possibly.
2: Why There's not?
0: No way to Why tell. Um, no way to tell. It's too soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> too soon to tell. It's highly likely that it exists.
1: You've heard it here, folks. Happy yeah. Halloween. Happy, Happy Halloween. We're yeah. <laughs> all theologians. And That's voices. right. we is artificial. Uh,
0: is what goes that's right yeah, yeah. it and goes in our house at least so i don't know I put that in a charter i think it's sort of like anti-spooky because like because, it's, ex- <laughs> well, it's well it's because like right
1: it's not like a force that we can't control that's hurt to hurt us you know? right it's, it's like,
0: they're just like sad and need us to pray for ex- them
1: extensions yeah. of the et- eternal world i guess exactly yeah, um and like kind of
0: proof that that the soul is eternal
1: um and i think that's pretty cool all yeah. right move on to the catacombs yeah if you're ready now i'll tell you guys a uh, slightly briefer but still i promise interesting story about the history of ossuaries and particularly the parisian catacombs and the catholic tradition so um but i said before an ossuary is more or less like um a place where people's bones are kept um but they're kept in a more particular way than a normal burial ground In that traditionally you would bury someone in a, in a grave or a coffin or in a tomb and leave them there But with ossuaries, what you do is you let the body decompose and then you reclaim the bones and you put them in a special place that's either more ornate or more organized to save space. So, there's actually a couple of famous ossuaries in Europe um, and in other countries, but particularly Europe, where um, because of a cemetery becoming uniquely popular, like in uh, I think it was the Czech Republic, one cemetery had sprinkled dirt on top from the hill of Golgotha um, in the Holy Land. All these people wanted to be buried there now. But because of the limited space, they had to find a way to efficiently place all the bodies within it. So in some cases, they had mass tombs where they would stack bones and femurs. And in other cases, they had decorative um, churches where the bones were hung like in chandeliers and on the walls and to create art pieces out of human bones. So there's a couple of famous ones in the czech republic as i mentioned there's a really um, famous one in a capuchin um church in rome that was cool um it is pretty interesting right but one particularly interesting ossuary is what we now know today as the the parisian catacombs, the parisian ossuary um it didn't always exist though unlike these other ones but all the bones in the Parisian catacombs were actually moved there in the late seventeen hundreds. So to tell you the story, I first have to start at the cemetery of les Saints Innocents, or the Holy Innocents. I'll just I'll just say that from now on. Um, but this cemetery likely existed from um, even before the eleven hundreds, but its official, like history as we know it and popularity began in around the eleven hundreds, where for a similar reason, people all wanted to be buried on this one spot. Um, and as the city grew around it and boxed this place in, you ended up having a popular but crowded cemetery right in the middle of downtown Paris. And so in this place, there were both the large, elaborate or sorry, tombs that were owned by wealthier families and also mass tombs that would have more or less just been pits that they threw up to 2,000 bodies in at a time. And once it was full, cover it covered over. So it was becoming a pretty horrifying place in the sense that there were these open pits with hundreds of bodies in them um the ground of the cemetery had risen about six feet over a couple hundred years just because of all the bodies that have been stacked in and the dirt thrown back on top and because it was starting to spill over into the neighboring like yards and buildings mm. they built walls around the whole thing um and eventually expanded upon those walls into these charniers which are more or less like um large like uh, i don't know what you call it almost like a plaza structure around the edge where up in the roofs and in the walls they keep stacking more and more bones so they're just trying to f- use as much space as possible to fit bodies in it which is kind of insane yeah. um and on this one structure i just described it's one of the earliest examples of the dance macabre which may, many some people might know of as the dance of death it's a famous artistic motif where there's like a skeleton or a couple of skeletons dancing with the living. But anyways, it's just kind of cool that that was there. Yeah. But um, these places were getting filled. And I have told you that it's a cemetery, but I don't think that quite explains the size of this place. It wasn't something like Arlington, where it's a massive expanse of hills in a city. This was something that was maybe only twice the size of our, our church, because um, it was more or less than like a city square in wow. downtown Paris. Um, and if you can imagine that space with all the walls filled with bones, all the ground as deep as you can dig, filled to the brim. Um, what happened was in the 17, around 1780, I believe there was a, a serious rain, which caused like, uh, incredible flooding in Paris, and due to all the weight of these bones and (laughs) bodies, um, one of the the subterranean, like, burials broke through the wall of a neighboring basement, and, like, hundreds of bodies poured into the basement of this neighboring building, and so at that point, they said, no more burials within the city limits, we're stopping it, but at that point, there were two million bodies, Jeez. In this one cemetery, which I find insane that they could fit that many people. Yeah. This was covering everything from the multiple plagues in Paris to the slum dwellers and some of, some of the worst times of the medieval Parisian history to identified suicides and forgotten people, but also rich people too now and again. Um, but anyways, they put a, an intramural or within the wall ban on burials in Paris. So everyone had to be moved to the outer cemeteries now to alleviate this. Um, so a couple of years later, they decided, since at the same time they were renovating these Roman uh, caves or quarries outside of the city in the suburbs, which now were under the city because the city had expanded. Um, since they were renovating them and reinforcing them, they, saw, they thought, let's just move all the bones there. <laughs> so over the course of many years, I believe, they moved those two million bones and eventually four more million bones from other cemeteries. or Sorry, bodies, not bones so there's about six million people buried in the parisian catacombs now um which at the time was just sort of all thrown in there until a man by the name of where did i have it here um louis etienne um he decided that they needed to make this place organized and in some way visitable so people could come and still reverence all the many dead of paris's past so he had um his workers decorate um these, these caves, by lining the bones in artistic ways along the walls and stacking them properly. So now you can go and visit this part of the catacombs where you can see, uh, like I said, the six million bo- of bodies that are left. The One of the weirdest parts about entering the Parisian catacombs, though, is that there's a lintel or, like, a, a door frame that you would enter underneath mm. that says, here you enter, like, the city of the, of the dead or the yeah. gates of the dead, which, for me, is a haunting thought to enter anything like that where there's yeah. no light. Um, but... The one fun thing I want to say on the side, after all this history about the Parisian catacombs, and, and one I would suggest you go visit, though I've never been, it looks really interesting, is these caves were only partially used for the, for the, the bone burial. The ossuary only covers, like, 5% or something really small of the uh, Parisian catacomb-like landscape, because these caves, like I described, were just built willy-nilly all throughout the ground to pull out the limestone they used to build Paris. Mm-hmm. So... There are secret entrances or unknown entrances all over the city, either, like, in metro tunnels or underneath, like, manholes. Um, and there are these people called cataphiles who are, um, I know, they, they will secretly and illegally go and explore these, like, subterranean places. So, if you want, you can guys go You guys can go look on YouTube and watch videos of cataphiles, like finding um, rooms that have been used as movie theaters, other ones as restaurants, other ones for, like, occult club meetings. Um, But um, the catacombs are so large that there's even another layer beneath the explorable layer that's entirely flooded by water. So you can't even go down and see the remnants of it. Um, But anyways, this catacomb system is massive, it's expansive, it's pretty scary because you need to know your way around and have lights or else you would pretty much die down there unless somebody found you. Um, But... If you want to see a spooky movie that has some pseudo-catholic tradition in it you can watch as above so below um it's one where they take catholic ideas out of context and make it into a horror movie about the catacombs but it's really funny to watch so
0: yeah i'd
1: recommend but wow. yeah that's about it the catacombs are a wild place and the parisian ones are especially so. wow
2: you showed us a video earlier mm-hmm Of someone
0: surfing? (laughs) Surfing is a generous It's a
1: generous, yeah, term. She's on a surfboard. surfboard surfboard In a flooded, narrow catacomb hallway. So gross on so many levels. Yeah, No, it's pretty disgusting.
0: This is an interesting thing for me, too, and something I think about often. Like, at what point does something lose its sort of, like, sacredness right because um,
1: it's used for exploration of fun
0: right um and like at one point are you like disrespecting the dead by you know surfing in the catac? you right.
1: know no i agree um, and she was in a part where bodies weren't buried but she was still in a way like yeah. entering that space and treating it as a triviality yeah you
0: know? no i think about that a lot when we like put mummies on display and stuff you know oh I, yeah like, it's
1: someone's body that was once mm, reverenced
0: right like what i want people doing that where i was very i mean i I guess i wouldn't really care yeah but the irish (laughs) museum
1: has the bog bodies too which i have a friend who's very bothered by the idea that people who probably died painfully are now put on display because they're so well preserved you know yeah and i suppose in a way like we don't need the body once we leave you know not that the body's not important but my mom always says like we will be resurrected
2: with your body so what's that like, bodies aren't just for nothing, right? No, 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 like,
1: exactly. Like, we're resurrected with yeah. the body. But in the sense that my mom is like, I don't care where I'm buried. I'm buried oh, in a I place see, where so. you guys want to visit me, not where I yeah. want to be. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because it won't affect her as much as it affects us. Yeah. Right. And so in that sense as well, like, I, I get there's some leeway, but... Right.
2: Over the summer, we went to a cemetery where my uncle's buried. He died when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my grandparents already have their like headstone at yeah. the cemetery. Gotta get it. With their names early. on it. And they, <laughs> some of my cousins were there too, so we all took a picture with them. And my By dad is like, this is the before picture. <laughs> no! <laughs> Isn't
1: that horrible? No! That's no, an <laughs>
2: My dad Hedge. listens now, so we yeah. have to be careful oh, yeah. what Hello. we say <laughs> about. Mr. Dunn. Hi, um, Dad.
1: Well, Catherine, uh, after all these grim stories, yeah. I am really excited to hear your bit. Yes. I don't, I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think you've read the title of your bit yet, so please I haven't. <laughs> oh, please okay. reveal. I am
2: very serious about what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. I, please reveal I, your story to us. I didn't know what to talk about, and so I found this article. Article is a generous term for what this is. It's a blog, and it's titled 10 Reasons Why Catholics Absolutely Should Not Celebrate Halloween."
0: <laughs> We're just roasting her.
1: Classic. So, pardon, pardon.
2: and it was updated thank you for October third, <laughs> October third of this year. Oh, it's so, she, like,
1: so she's gone in and, and this is a up to date thing. Well, yeah. well, we should we should first thank her for proposing this because it's given us endless a girl. sources of really an- entertainment. But. Yeah. I don't know if it's a girl. Um, Go on, anyway. has
2: 184 shares on Facebook, which Oof. is troubling. Yeah,
1: less than I thought, though. <laughs>
2: but, yeah. So, number one reason. Feel free. I'm going to, like, talk about why these are stupid. <laughs> but feel free to chime in, okay, Shane and yeah. Maddie. So, number one reason is that Halloween has pagan root. And so, okay. <laughs> there's, like, literally <laughs> three sentences on this. But the last one is, even though the Catholic Church adapted to some pagan ways... It stops. It stops short of accepting witchcraft or sacrifice.
1: I didn't realize Halloween did was accepting witchcraft and sacrifice. Yes,
0: first of all, what? I for one love practicing witchcraft <laughs> and sacrifice. Nah, no, I problem. Sacrifice. Sure. I was like,
2: okay, if we're gonna get technical the eucharist is the true sacrifice right, like right, every yeah. sunday every yeah. day when you go to mass yeah. mass is a sacrifice yeah. so yeah we didn't talk to sacrifice.
1: whoever in celebrating halloween growing up was like yeah this is a, ho- a holiday of yeah. witchcraft where i would perform that I it's don't like, know. Yeah. i don't, I don't know. think anyone has for us
2: yeah <laughs> okay so number two reason why we should absolutely not celebrate halloween is fortune telling is condemned in the bible huh? <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> Fortune telling is condemned in the Bible. And I just wrote, what does this have to do with Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, "Cite your sources, please. Cause there's a whole, oh, two sentences, but it's not, it's, there's no Bible verses. Just it's just asserting, asserting it's that just point. Yeah. Some of the rituals attached to Halloween include women doing mere magic. What is mirror magic? Also? <laughs> mirror okay. or mirror? M I R R O R. Mirror magic. It <laughs> also what does that mean? only women do is... mirror magic. Yeah, it's, should it's I where you look use up mirror a magic
1: a because, mirror no. to change your figure. I don't
0: know. <laughs> Did you look okay. up what, can
1: I'll you look,
2: look it up? up? I didn't yeah. even look up what it was. Or performing spells to determine a future husband or lover.
1: That's mirror magic. Why are you magic. only dragging the wi- It's like when you say Buddy Mary, Buddy Mary, Buddy Mary, Mary.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean that's you guys do that, too. <laughs> yeah, guys <laughs> like, do you Crying. <laughs>
1: magic. It's a form of <laughs> divination. Jesus I see. You're looking for images that might appear in reflective surfaces.
2: Okay, so we're not watching any. Okay,
0: what's the. I don't know anyone who practices divination on Halloween. Especially
1: Catholic groups. Yeah. Like, well,
0: well. <laughs> but,
1: since, yeah. Number three. Okay.
2: Dressing up as demons, ghosts, or witches attracts evil spirits. So it says, even though traditional pagans dressed up to thwart evil spirits, it goes without saying that it is tempting fate and attracting the devil's attention. You're asking for trouble. Does
0: it go without saying that? Sorry, continue. Even if you think it's... a.
2: It's cute to dress your daughter in a princess or fairy costume. She will still be mixing with other children whose parents weren't so careful. And I just wrote ll What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. It doesn't go without saying that it's attracting demons. Yeah, I, I, it's apparently I know, it does.
1: I think she's just making wild assertions.
0: But so. cite your sources. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where is this just coming from? Wearing evil
2: masks. We all
1: know this to be in, true. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I
2: don't know. <laughs> okay, number four. This one's my favorite about it because <laughs> it's okay why we shouldn't celebrate halloween number four is bobbing for apples is celebrating a pagan goddess <laughs> and so Maybe i did a little the research apparently when the roman empire absorbed some celtic and pagan festivals that they included the worship of pomona yeah, a roman apples. goddess governing fruit and trees and i was like okay so it's origins celebrate a pagan goddess now it's just, like, a harvest time celebration activity. Right. And also, we were talking, like, I don't know if I've ever personally bobbed for apples. Have you guys?
1: Nope. No. No. I mean, some people, are, some of our friends have, but, like, it's not that common among us. No. So,
2: so I've never bobbed for apples. <laughs> And also, apparently it's really, it's, like, difficult. Yeah, such
1: such a, it, it is pretty tough. such a reach. I don't know. It's, I guess, like, if you're going to make that point, you're going to argue that anything that was ever, ever, ever tied possibly to a pagan root, like, is now no longer valid. So what about, like, you have earth goddesses? We can't go play with the earth anymore, guys, because someone <laughs> else already claimed that, you know? What what, yeah. what happened to reclaiming, like things like apples
0: <laughs> yeah maybe we shouldn't be eating apples at all
1: yeah i mean
0: apple pie i don't know we shouldn't be celebrating eucharist in the pantheon you know yeah maybe, yeah i we just, shouldn't
2: go to rome at all no oh my gosh you're
1: right a oh no <laughs> oh my gosh we made a mistake guys oh, we gotta go tell the Pope. i can't be catholic two thousand years of okay mistakes. number
2: five <laughs> Halloween diverts attention away from Catholic saints. And I want to say, <laughs> I strongly disagree with it, because okay. Halloween is a hype day for all <laughs> It is. It, yeah. It's the day before. So it's get hype. Get excited.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll to like Day of the Dead as well, which similarly I'll, I'll is... Oh, I'll get
2: like into that. Okay. Do yeah. okay. Number six, trick-or-treat goes against Christian principles.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why. That what? one I... <laughs> That one I stand People on. forget, everyone thinks trick-or-treat just means treat. But in, back in the day, it meant, give us <laughs> treats or we will, like, torture your yeah, house. Yeah, it actually and so, does. Oh, really? But no. This no. is
2: saying tricking rather than treating people who don't have anything to spare or who can't <laughs> give who's is against to, the Christian idea who's of trick helping or treating
1: the trick-or-treating with, like, poor... <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get it. <laughs> like, who is intentionally going to poor households and saying, we're going to torment you unless you give us candy? I don't know.
0: Also... <laughs> The solution to that is turning your porch light off. You don't go to houses with the porch light on. <laughs> it's a well-known fact. If they can't provide candy, you don't go to the house. Well, yeah, it's a well-known fact. It's just, yeah. Number seven. Let's remember
1: that issue.
2: Superstitions and scaring people is not godly. Okay, this this one I just like wrote so much yeah. about. You scared up. It goes: think of black cats, which I'm like just normal cats. Dancing yeah. skeletons, which Spooky, personally I skeletons. believe we should not be scared of self- skeletons. Or yeah, just so us. Let's remember? Yeah. yeah. Communing <laughs> with the dead, and I go do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or dressing as zombies, and I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> In order to scare people. That's the sentence. That's a full sentence. Think of black cats, dancing skeletons, communing with the dead, or dressing as zombies in order to scare people. What? Uh, what? What?
1: So think of that. that might. It
2: might sound like fun, but the enjoyment over frightening another person, especially a child, mm-hmm. is akin to inflicting pain or even causing a heart attack.
1: So taking pleasure in scaring someone is... And wrong. I'm
2: just like, I'm all in for a good surprise or a scare. A yeah. good natured scare. I
0: really enjoy horror movies so Yeah, it. I <laughs> love stuff well, behind a door I guess door the idea is
1: someone. not being sinister about scaring someone else. That's probably okay. Yeah. But at the same time, if you like play prank on your mom with a fake spider in the sink, is that gonna count as like being yeah. demonic towards your mom? Yeah. <laughs> probably shouldn't. Is
0: that godly? I guess not.
1: <laughs> it could yeah. be friendly.
0: And you're right though, like communicating with the saints is communicating with the dead, you know Yeah. Talking to old Ooh, relatives that I've you made visit. A big
1: mistake then. <laughs> what? Praying to the dead.
0: <laughs> like yeah, as Catholics, rather. you're supposed to communicate with the dead all the time. We just talked about this—the eternal did. soul.
1: Is He's like, not supposed to try and true. call upon their powers. You talked <laughs> about
0: the dancing skeletons thing.
1: The, uh, the dance macabre. Well, yeah, yeah. It just it shows this familiarity that we have with yeah. what we will become. We are yeah. all skeletons. Like, tell more, guys.
2: Yeah. Oh. Okay, so number eight, offering bribes for favors shows a lack of faith.
1: Wait, what? What, what? <laughs> bribe?
2: I think I know where she's going on this one. Okay. Give okay. me a second. Okay. She says, some Halloween traditions involve leaving bowls of food out to appease the spirits and turn them away from entering the home. I think she's Just calling out Dia de los Muertos on oh, this one. Oh, yeah. Where you, kinda, you, you have an altar at home, or you go to the cemetery the and you leave out food yeah. that that person really liked. So... I want to say, first of all, go watch Coco, the yeah, Disney yeah. movie, if you misunderstand that. And also, can seem this yeah. is referring to like All Souls Day when they do this, mm-hmm. November 2nd, mm-hmm. not Halloween. Right. So yeah. stop talking about Halloween. So it just... And it says, um, leaving treats for the dearly departed diverts them away from the Lord. Okay. Uh, Wait, what do they a Catholic, <laughs> a Catholic needs to remember to have faith that their deceased loved ones will be taken care of one's judgment day around and what i say is
1: don't care for you can have faith
2: while also praying for your loved one and yeah. honoring them through like yeah. meal and tidying up their grave and having family right. and community yeah. time. I feel so like they're not I, exclusive. her logic
1: gets rid of the intercessions for the dead like, yeah you know.
0: and it just shows a huge lack of cult- uh, cultural sensitivity and oh, like yeah. understanding other traditions and perhaps maybe, yeah are getting the,
1: the benefit of the doubt you know <sighs>
0: No, that frustrates yeah. me so much whatever the <laughs> internet so number nine internet.
2: celebrating death in the dark the dark with versus G. life and the light
1: oh so yeah darkness so, equals bad yeah
2: a pagan might say that reverence for the dead is an honorable practice but why not focus on goodness light and love god is representative of life and all that is holy and pure why fill their heads with darkness and fearful imagery over light and love?
1: Vague, symbolic association. And so, yeah.
2: I mean, my response, as in what I wrote on here, was <laughs> darkness is a part of life, too. It's okay to acknowledge it yeah. sometimes, right. you know? Yeah. We're not saying let's live and every day no. is Halloween. Or
1: to sanctify yeah. that darkness, you know? like <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I know. One of the Wexford fellows, Andrew, uh, wrote his thesis on how the night is sacred, and interesting. I, and he was a theology major, and that's Catholic theology.
1: So <laughs> Therefore, he got an A on his thesis. <laughs> so okay, yeah, but no, like even there are um other literary traditions. You probably know Moby Dick, Maddie, where he tries to mm-hmm. reverse that, he says yeah. like, oh, the white can be equally as terrifying and blinding yeah. depending on like what symbolism you associate with it. So yeah. it's not just like, Oh yeah. God said bright things were good things. Therefore like we should only associate positive bright things, you know? Right. But you have to acknowledge like the whole, um, what do you call it? Every aspect of that existence. Right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Go so on, number please. 10, piety is against the indulgence of Halloween. What? I I had to read the description to understand (laughs) Millions of dollars are spent each year For Halloween food, candy, decorations Costumes Mm. and parties Jesus taught that living a pious life Void of overindulgence and greed Is a sure path to the kingdom of God What would Jesus think if he saw his followers Behaving in such a depraved way or tricking people who can't afford to give. What is this re- okay, re- reiteration
1: of like people who can't stop
2: give? Stop tricking people to
0: give. <laughs> I just
1: don't know doesn't happened that often. I, like, so, payable, man.
0: So what I'm hearing is we can no longer decorate for Christmas oh, or Easter. Right? We Nothing can't exorbitant. Easter eggs, We must be Spartan smoking. entirely. Yeah. No, no
1: fireworks waste. on no, 4th of July. No, celebration. no. Yeah. no fat, celebration. Fat Tuesday's out the window. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I just want to have a... Pe- little conclusion of my own and just like talk about halloween for a hot second i got some of Go this info from um a lady she's called kendra tierney and her book is called catholic all year so she's like a, i don't know she just talks about different ways you can celebrate yeah. feast days and times of the year with your catholic family so she called it Tide. so this halloween which is all hallows eve all saints day and all souls day they're the 31st, the 1st, and the 2nd. It is important that we remember our own mortality um, and the mortality of those we love so that we can live each day preparing our souls to meet God and face particular judgment and helping those around us to be ready to face this. So on Halloween, Maddie, you were talking about this a little bit, Father Mike Schmitz also brought it up. We think of the church militant on Halloween, so all of us here on earth struggling against temptation and our fallen natures, Loving God and our neighbor and hoping through God's grace to one day die a happy death and be welcomed into heaven. So it's okay that we dress up and we carve jack-o'-lanterns and we trick-or-treat and we eat candy. It's okay. Yeah. Everyone It's okay.
1: (laughs) Celebrate celebrate good times and Come on. I can understand well, if yeah. like
0: your personal faith like if you just don't feel comfortable celebrating Halloween yeah, but, oh, yeah. Like, to are write an article and an condemn to that? you know oh. condemn Catholics who are celebrating <laughs> and condemn Catholics who are celebrating um, the Day of the Dead, I think, is not okay.
1: And to be so curt as to do it in ten points. I know. <laughs>
0: ten, <laughs> points. ten points, some of which are at the same point. <laughs> yeah, but, like it's pagan. Stop
1: tricking old people. Stop. Thanks, Kat, for providing that. Oh, okay. jeez.
0: Okay, well, let's break one of those rules and pray. To some dead people. Yeah, let's do it. St. Bridget. (laughs) Pray Pray for us. St. John Henry Newman. Pray Pray for for us. us. All right, happy Halloween, guys. Go celebrate. Our intro and outro music is Psalm 138-139, If You Find Me, by Stephen C. Warner, used with permission of GIA Publications, 7404 South Mason Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60638. Their website is www.giamusic.com, all rights reserved.